You do not have to suffer silently or alone. 1212 Ministries has resources available to your church so that you can get plugged in and find community. No matter what stage of this journey you're in, we want to equip the church to come alongside of you and support you as you navigate this season. Please reach out to 1212 Ministries to learn more about how your church can get connected. Welcome to the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. My name is Nicole and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, wanted to let you know we are still in that transitional season. And so we're doing some throwback episodes still. And I am so excited about this one. My sweet friend, my homegirl, Zuli Garcia, she is on the podcast today talking all about rest and surrender. Regardless of who you are, what you do for a living, um, we all need rest and surrender. So praying for you, praying that this episode is just such a blessing for you and that you take some things away from it and you find time to rest and surrender in Christ. All right, you guys, here's Zuli Garcia. I am really looking forward to our conversation today because we are talking all about rest and surrender. Yes. yes, yes. And so you guys, I have to tell you, so Zuli and I, we met at this amazing women's conference. So huge shout out to Refresh Women's Ministry. I just love them so much. Um, But what I love even more are just divine appointments. And I truly believe um, Zuli and I meeting, you know, that definitely was, was that it was a divine appointment. Um, and just one of my favorite things, Zuli, that I love about you is that you just love the Lord. You're super inspirational and encouraging. Uh, but most importantly, you are always speaking the truth. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. (laughs) You are welcome. And I just think, you know, that really just brings us to a place where we have to ask the question, what posture have we taken before the Lord? So before we jump in, I just want to read these three Bible verses that just kind of stuck out to me for today. And then I can't wait to jump in into our conversation. Yes. So the first one is James 4, 7, Mm -hmm. and it's therefore submit to God resist the devil and he will flee from you. Hmm. Matthew eleven twenty nine, take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart hmm. and you will find rest for your souls. Amen. And then Proverbs 16, nine, a person's heart plans his way, but the Lord determines his steps. That's so good. One of my favorite verses. Yes. So Zuli, before we, you know, get into everything, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you and your family? Oh my. Okay. There's so much to say. (laughs) But for the sake of time, I'll I'll go ahead and and share briefly just who I am and, and, you know, who my family is and and what the Lord's doing well. Um, So I live here in Orlando, Florida, but I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. Um, Lived there till I was 10. And, and moved here to Florida. And, and since then, I've been, I've been here. I'm 29 now. I'm married to my amazing husband, Chris. Um, our sixth year wedding anniversary is coming up um, next month, May. We have three beautiful children named Jadiel, uh, Zoe, and David. Um, each just 
a blessing from God and each so special and unique in their own way. And um, so we, we, we live here in Florida and, and we're serving uh, right now under um, Sonship International. We work for uh, Eric Gilmore. He has a teaching ministry. And so right now my husband is his personal assistant and I work in donor relations. And so um, we've been faithfully serving there and, and serving in our local church as well um, at whatever capacity they need us to serve, uh, whether it be me and the women's ministry. My husband, you know, preaches and, and we do travel and minister from time to time um, at different locations from churches to other other states. Um, so but just a little bit about myself. Um, as, as I said, I, I was uh, born in Chicago. I grew up in a blended family. Uh, my parents um, unfortunately divorced when I was two, but um, I would say that has definitely um, those experiences of, of growing up in a blended family has molded um, who I am today. Um, when I, I moved down here, at the age of 10 that my mom brought us from Chicago here uh, because she wanted to provide us a better life, um, a slower paced life. Cause uh, for those that don't know, Chicago is, is known to be the windy city. It's, it's busy. There's, it's the city life. So she just wanted to provide us a better slow paced life. And um, I want to say that has been the best decision she made because it was here in Florida that I met Jesus um, at the age of 12. Um, I, accepted the Lord into my life. And, and since then, my life has totally been radically changed. And I encountered Jesus in such a beautiful, beautiful way. Um, so with that, I, I grew up just seeking his face at such a young age, serving in, in my local church. Um, I served anywhere from children's ministry. You know, I started preaching at the age of 14 and I, I was in a dance ministry. I sang, um, you know, I kept myself busy. I kept myself busy um, because I knew that the Lord um, just wanted to do a work in my life and I just wanted to be used by him. And um, I, I knew I was called, but I, I didn't know quite yet what for. So, mm -hmm. Um, I knew that that I just wanted to seek his face and do his will. And I I will tell you this during that those pivotal years of my life, they molded me and shaped me and set me up for for today and for what I had to face later on as a as a teenager and, and, and then an, an adult. Um, at the age of 18, I became a, a mom. Um, I which was a, <laughs> the, the scripture, Proverbs 69, uh, blesses me when it says a, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps because, you know, I did not plan to have, you know, uh, uh, be a young, become a young mom, but, you know, God in his sovereignty knew what was I was going to face. And he turned that sticky situation for something good because, um, you know, it shaped me, you know, I had to, I had to grow up fast. I was the girl that when I accepted Jesus, I, I, I knew what I wanted. I knew that I wanted to serve the Lord and, and, and do his work and do his will in my life. Um, I wanted to marry. I had everything set. Like I want to get married at 23 and I want to have, you know, kids by 27 and, and, have my last child by 30. I only want two kids. And um, nonetheless, I didn't expect to have to go through what I went through, right? 
And I, I finished high school at 17 and I, I just was always in a rush, always in a rush, um, always uh, wanting to have control of every aspect of my life. So when um, I graduated high school and, and was faced with the real world and, and went to, to college, you know, I, I went to Southeastern University at first and studied there for a little bit and unfortunately couldn't finish because it just became very expensive for my family and I, for me to continue my studies there. So I went off to, to massage school. And so I, I was in massage school for about a year and graduated and got my diploma. And it was there that um, I met my oldest son's father. And there were things changed and turned around in my life. And um, it was something, of course, that, like I said, I didn't expect, but God turned it around because in the midst of that sticky situation, um, of becoming pregnant and becoming a teen mom and, um, you know, going down that path. Um, God really just met me there. And it was because of those times that I had um, encountered Jesus at my, in my young teenage years where I would sow that time in prayer. Um, it, it helped me face the, the situation that I faced um, at that age. Um, a lot of it stems from, so you guys can understand a little bit, of, you know, uh, why I um, was led to that place in spite of me having met Jesus. There were some things that I faced at a young age that I think no one um, should face. Um, I, at the age of eight, was uh, unfortunately sexually molested, which um, I, I, I kept so hidden from everyone. Um, and, and, and it opened up a lot of insecurities in me. Um, and so when, when, and coming from, from a home where my family loved me and cared for me, but, um, I felt like something was missing and then going through that, it just left a, a, a void in me. And, yeah. And so um, I grew up with that and I stood quiet about it, even in spite of, you know, accepting Jesus in my heart. I felt like that part I didn't completely let go of and surrender to Jesus and I kept it quiet. And so I struggled. I struggled with with my identity. I struggled with um, insecurities, body image. I was, you know, um, always very to myself. I, I was bullied at a young age. And so I carried all of these things. And so when I grew up, you know, and was faced with the real world, you know, because being at home and going to church, I was in my bubble, you know, I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't really experience life. I was there and on my own. But when I had to step out to the real world, I, I was faced with reality. And I was faced with decisions. And because I didn't have the I felt like I didn't have the people that I needed to talk to. I didn't feel that freedom to speak to anyone about what I was struggling with internally. Mm -hmm. um, it led me to that place of where now I'm here. Um, I made a decision and that decision led me to having my son. 
And, but God turned that around and he used my son to slow my life down mm-hmm. um, in such a way that I, I can't even describe it. But now I'm, I was faced with something new. I thought to myself, what good man is going to look at a woman like me, a young girl like me that has a son and, and, and nonetheless, a man of God, you know, because I still burned for Jesus in spite of that. And, and I know I came to a point where I had slipped away from the Lord for a little bit. And when I came back, um, the Lord did a work in me and, and, what got me out of that situation was I had to completely give my life, surrender every, every part of me, the good, the bad, the ugly. And even though things didn't look the way I had planned it, God still in his goodness turned it around for my good. And I had to trust what he was doing in spite of that. And so Fast forward a um, couple years later, my oldest son was three, and I met my husband, um, Chris. And that to me, and, and he loved Jesus. He loves Jesus. When we met, um, he had just graduated Bible college, and, and, you know, he had all these things that he did. And I thought to myself, Lord, I am not worthy to even be around this man (laughs) but God said no you are you are worthy and I remember meeting my husband um and the first thing I told him is I have a son if you don't like it you can go somewhere like don't don't talk to me and the first thing he said was I'm not going to put God in a box and I remember looking at him oh my goodness right I said (laughs) My goodness, that is a great answer. And since then, I mean, here we are going to celebrate six years married, eight total together. And God has just been so good to us Uh, a year into our marriage. um, I had our daughter, Zoe. And then uh, in 2018, we had David. And since then, I have seen God's hand um, move in my life. You know, he had to put my guard down. there I was, this girl that thought I am not good enough to have a good man because, you know, I did this and nothing went as planned and I thought I failed. But God said, no, you didn't. You know, like, I mean, yes, you, you, this wasn't my perfect will for your life. You know, I, I this wasn't uh, ideally what, you know, uh, what it was, but he was still so good enough to turn things around and let me see that he can make things work out for my good. If, if I just gave him that opportunity to come and do what he had to do in me. And I did, and I am living honestly the best days of my life, seeing my kids grow and love Jesus, um, serving alongside a man that loves the Lord with all his heart and all his might and how God used him to teach me and vice versa. And so um, that's just a gist of who we are <laughs> and who I am. Um, there is just, I would say, had I not surrendered all of all of my um, thoughts to, to Jesus 
Um, I don't think I would be here today had I not said yes to the Lord in spite of the circumstances that I went through. Wow. Zuli, oh my goodness. Your story. I mean, talk about encouraging, but also you are an overcomer. And I just love, I mean, because Romans 8, 28, that's, that's my verse too. Like that is a promise that I hold on to all the time. Mm -hmm. Just that the Lord, he really is working it out for our good. And I love that you held on to that so tight to just continue to walk out in faith. Amen. Amen. Yet now that you mentioned Romans, um, Romans 12, 2 is one of the scriptures that really got me through those hardest moments in my life. Um, Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will. Um, another scripture that got me through so much was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Those scriptures, in spite of all that I went through at my young age, got me through the hardest times because I understood, you know, the world says she's a teen mom. She's not going to succeed in life. You know, she's just going to go downhill from there. She can't, she can't, you know, do everything's going to be harder. And, you know, there's a list of things that the world says, right, for a young girl like me. But yet I chose to say, no, you know, I'm a cling on the word of God. And he says that if I don't conform to what the world says and to its pattern, but I let him have his way in me and transform my mind. And I just give myself to him completely. I am going to see his promises fulfilled in my life in spite of it. Do I have to take a little detour and and there's going to be some little bumps and I have to go around that's that it's going to happen and that's okay, but he is faithful and he will fulfill. And, and I'm not going to lean on what I, what I think I know right now. I'm going to lean on his word. I'm going to lean on him and let him guide and teach me through this process and season. And I'm just going to go with his current flow of the spirit. So good. So Zuli, tell us, so how do you start your day? Because I truly believe it all begins with how you start. It sure does. It really, really does. That is the most important thing. Um, So on a normal day, (laughs) I, (laughs) because I have three kids. So my, on, on, on those days where my daughter does not wake me up super early, <laughs> my day starts. Um, I definitely love to get my cup of coffee, right? Um, but I, I'll just sit, I'll just sit and soak in the presence of God. Like I won't, I won't put any music. I won't do anything. I will just sit in silence and I will acknowledge the moment I open my eyes. The first thing I do is acknowledge uh, the Holy Spirit. I acknowledge Jesus. I, I thank him for the life he has given me because um, that is truly important. The You know, many people, the, the first thing that they do is grab their phone, right? And I've been guilty of that. And, and many of us have been guilty um, to check our emails or check, hey, yeah. let me see. And I noticed that when when I discipline and, and, and myself, to the first thing I do is wake up and acknowledge the Lord and thank him and set my eyes and fix my eyes on him. 
everything flows. So um, I just sit and I just soak in the presence of God for however long that is. It can be five minutes. It can be 30 minutes on a good day. Um, and I just sit. And then from there, you know, I'll read a scripture as, as the Holy Spirit leads me or or I'll put a, a worship song um, and I'll just enjoy his presence. And so that's how I start my day. And when I notice when I do that, the day just flows so nicely for me and for my kids. I notice a change even in the atmosphere of my home <laughs> when I do that. <laughs> I love, love it. That's so good. Because yes. I, I, when you were talking, I was like, okay, how can I switch up my morning a yeah. little bit more, you know, you know, what one thing can I change in yeah. you? Because especially how you talked about the atmosphere in your home, mm-hmm. it changes because of how you are starting your day and fixing your eyes first. That's right. That It's so important. It's so important that it, it's pivotal for us to start our mornings. Right. And I would dare say, end your night, right. So you can start your morning, right? So on the practical side of that, I will say I, you know, I'm I'm a little bit OCD when it comes to like my cleaning and stuff like that. And I tell my, my husband laughs at me all the time because I'm like, look, I need to have a clean kitchen because there's something about having everything in order the night before that it, it really helps set the tone in the morning. It, it just, it does something. Um, to the the atmosphere of the house, you wake up and it, you just feel like, wow, you know? So in the practical, you know, I, I make sure that my house is set. So when I wake up, I am just at ease, you know, and there's nothing that I have to do per se. So I can uh, spend my morning with, with the Lord. That's good. Yes. And so, so what does surrender mean to you and, and how, and how can we surrender all things to God? Oof. So surrender to me is completely giving up um, what you think, everything that you are, and living your life at the feet of Jesus. So just completely pouring your heart out to the Lord, um, your thoughts, your mind and everything, and just going before Jesus and laying it at his feet. That is true surrender where you hold nothing back and you give it all to Jesus. Um, it's so it's sometimes I, I would say this, it, it may seem so complicated in our minds because we're like, how God, <laughs> and, and, and how can I do this? But it's, it's really just making a choice in your mind and in your heart to say, Lord, have your way. I have no control. You, I'm giving you full access to just take over. And it's a heart posture thing. It's where you make a decision to fully give God full reign in your life and let him teach you by the leading of, of his spirit to do so. And he'll expose it. He'll show you things to do. He'll, he'll highlight things in your life. Like, Hey, uh, this is too alive in your life. Like this side of like, you wanting to control this aspect of your life. Um, he'll, he'll, there's a lot of things he, he will highlight and, and we'll know because we'll think about it, you know, and the spirit will lead us 
And we just have to surrender it to him and be willing to just place it before his feet in prayer and in, in the time that we spend with him.